Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Why, hello there. Happy Hump Day. Six minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. How are you? This is our dumb little show, and the phone lines are open. 210-599-5555-210-599-5555. Now, I, I, I had the town hall with the Trumpster and Laura Ingram uh, on the Fox News last night. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't sit and watch the whole damn thing. I had it on kind of in the background for a little while, uh, and, I, and, and, you know, it really came down to do I want to sit and watch this in its entirety, or do I want to work on some corn dogs? And uh, I opted for the corn dogs, and I'll tell you why. Trump doesn't have to sell himself to me. Trump doesn't have to sell anything to me. I, I'm already there. I'm convinced. I'm all some of the, some of you. If you're a liberal weirdo, if you're a liberal dumbass, and you're monitoring this broadcast because you enjoy pain, intellectual pain. Okay, I'm Trump all the way, baby. I am MAGA, MAGA, MAGA. Did I trigger your ass? Am I triggering you now? MAGA, MAGA, MAGA. Make America great again. I'm that guy. I'm full on in for Trump, man. Uh, so he doesn't need to convince me of anything. I think he went, from what I saw in the highlights that I looked up, you know, late last night and earlier this morning, uh, I think he's doing a great job of appealing to people who aren't MAGA, who aren't people like me who are already there. And Trey was uh, was talking about this point uh, on, on his show and then on Warren Rima, and it's, he's absolutely correct in that Trump is appealing to people who aren't staunch Republicans or Democrats. I, I believe at this point those letters are pretty meaningless. In other words, in the consciousness of the folks, uh, the people of this country who are actually paying attention and who actually give a crap about this country and where it's going, who are actually suffering these policies, they think just as lowly of, uh, of Republicans as they do Democrats. And I mean establishment people. Like Nikki Haley. Nikki, who cares Haley? All right? She's about to lose in her own damn state <laughs> in a couple of days. But my point being, most people who are looking at this border nonsense, uh, most people who are suffering this freaking economy, uh, most people who are, are you know also looking at the crime or suffering the crime themselves, whether it's at the hands of migrants or just feral punks, you know, roaming the streets, uh, they, they they look at the political establishment as one thing. They the swamp, and I don't think, and I, I'm you know I, I can't really speak for myself here because I, I I guess I would consider myself relatively conservative in most things. But I think the the public consciousness for people who are actually paying attention and who actually give a crap is that Republican, Democrat, nah, it's the establishment. It's them. It's they. It's it's the rabble. It's the swamp. And, and Trump understands that. And Trump is appealing to those people with, yes, as we were saying on where and Ryman Trey was saying, common sense. And he said that last night. That, uh, you know, is common sense. These are common sense policies that I want to implement to protect and strengthen our country. To get the economy rocking and rolling again. And to get our energy industry up and running again. To, uh, you know, get back to holding all these bad guys around the uh, the planet uh, in check. It, it all makes sense. 
Uh, now, on the other side of things, uh, and, and they are not, by any stretch of the imagination, in my opinion, the majority of people. I, I think most people who are just living their lives and trying to pay their bills and trying to raise their kids, a lot of those folks have some common sense. If you look at polling, generalized polling of this country, what you find is that most people who live in the United States of America are a little center. They're a little right of center, which is exactly how I would describe myself predominantly. A little right of center. Very conservative on economic matters and national security, uh, law enforcement, crime, stuff like that. Uh, but prior to the uh, moment we're in right now, could be considered somewhat progressive, perhaps, on things like same-sex marriage and purely cultural-type uh, issues. Uh, and that's where most Americans are, and that is the position. That is a place of common sense. And Trump is appealing to those people, and he's that's a, another brilliant marketing strategy uh, from the Trumpster. Because those people are, you know, shouldering the burden and suffering the cost, if you will, of these insane policies. The stupid people, the stupid, the morons, I call them the moron crowd, all right, they're going to accept whatever you shovel into their noggins. As long as you're a Democrat, as long as you're the right person. Okay, these are the people who see with their own eyes a a president who very obviously is not doing the job anymore, and they will defend that guy all day long, not with actual facts or an actual argument of any kind, but just because, you know, Trump's bad. They're stupid people. They're ignorant. They're low-content, low-info people, and they represent the most ardent base of the, the, I guess we still can toss this world, world, uh, word around, the Democrats. The Democratic Party, uh, their support base is populated by very, very dim-witted people and easily led people. Yeah? Uh, and so I, I, I think uh, if you want to try to explain why Trump's numbers keep going through the roof, the more these a-holes go after him and toss everything they possibly can at that guy to keep him out of office, okay? You can't tell me that all of those numbers are strictly populated by card-carrying Republicans. I don't believe it. Uh, And so in that regard, last night was a win-win for Trump. But every time the guy gets in front of a camera, it's a win-win for him. Every time he posts something, it's a win for him. He knows precisely what he's doing. Uh, I didn't watch it. I'll be honest with you, because I I just can't freaking stand Laura Ingram. I, I don't I don't I don't get why that chick is so. I don't get it with her. I I just it, it's not because I'm a woman hater. Okay, it ain't nothing to do. Ain't got nothing to do with that. I just don't get why she has a primetime gig anywhere. I just I I think she's very awkward and I don't know. I'm I'm not a Laura Ingram fan, so I I didn't sit and watch every second of the of the town hall last night. But I I, I picked up the big chunky bits later. And yeah, uh, also, uh, Trump, uh, she asked him about debating Biden. He's like, sure, I'll debate Biden. You know, and and basically validated what I've been saying uh, on the primary trail with Trump not appearing in any of the Republican debates. Why should he bother? Why? Look at what's going on right now. 
Nikki Haley is going to roll into her own state of South Carolina, and she's going to lose to Donald Trump by not a few votes, but by a fairly chunky uh, margin. I mean, he's way ahead of her in her own freaking state. Okay? Way ahead of her. Uh, Why would a guy like Donald Trump ever feel the need to debate Nikki Haley about anything? Why would Donald Trump, why did Donald Trump need to debate DeSantis, that meatball Chris Christie? There there was no point. It was slumming it. Why would Trump go slumming it with people who are not going to get the nomination? He had the numbers then. He's got even more numbers now. Debate Biden? Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) You know. Wherever they want, they could put... That debate on the polar ice cap, I guarantee you Trump would show up for that one. They could put they could they could broadcast the Biden Trump debate on the surface of the freaking moon. That guy's gonna get a space shuttle from Elon or a rocket from Elon and go the hell up there and be ready. He'd love to debate Trump, man. I, I'm sorry, he'd love to debate Biden. You know it. But that ain't gonna happen. Because Biden ain't capable of it, and that's what Trump knows. And that's what, again, the aforementioned people who are actually paying attention and who actually give a crap about what's going on and give a crap about the survival of this country, they know that. They know Biden can't debate anybody. His own people know he can't debate anybody. You see him tripping up again on on the short staircase into Air Force One yesterday, man? Look, I've done a lot of tripping in my life, and not the fun kind, okay? I, I, you know... Uh, I've done a lot of stumbling in my time. Let me just put it to you that way. I'm not going to explain that any further. But, James, wouldn't you agree it kind of requires some effort to stumble upwards? Do you know what I mean? Like, you you got to break some laws of physics to make that happen. They to were, stumble up. They were debating on one of the shows yesterday about his choice of shoes. His choice of shoes? He probably needs the grandpa grippy he shoes. He probably needs more orthopedic grippy yes, shoes so he I'm... won't slide. It's not his fault. <laughs> You haters, you ageists, the dude is stumbling up, man. That takes effort. Not. Any thoughts on the uh, town hall last night or anything I'm, uh, that's tumbling out of my mouth? Give me a call. I also want to talk about AI. Uh, Elon has uh, successfully implanted a chip in somebody's head, in their brain, and they're moving a mouse around with their thoughts. I want to get into that. And I also want to talk about this, this uh, the latest tranny video uh of this guy uh on this girls high high school basketball team or this basketball game that was going on they had to call the game because the dude had injured three players and so they for the team with the injured players forfeited and said we can't continue because we don't want more girls to get injured we'll talk about that stuff also corn dogs stuffed with chili and cheese a life hack coming your way it's sean on new stock 550 ktsa the 2024 race for the White House. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, man, we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. I'm looking over these Hoka shoes. James, my intrepid intrepid producer, James Trevino, came in here, and we were talking about Joe Biden tripping up on the short staircase to, to Air Force One. 
And I guess they got him wearing these Hoka sneakers here and there. And when he wears his dress shoes, James, you were saying that's when he starts slipping and sliding. Yeah, they spotted him in Delaware this past weekend with a pair of black Hokas. I guess they're pronounced Hokas. Or... I'm just disg- I've seen the commercials for these things. But it and, makes sense for him. Well, yeah. Because you don't lace them up, right? You There's just... no lace. You slip your heel in. They're like rubbery, so he's, they're real sneaker. He's got to slip your heel. I want a pair. They're expensive as hell, though. <clears throat> for me, I mean, I'm not going to spend 200 bucks on a pair of sneakers. That'd be great. If but he, I'd love a pair. If he got some Crocs, that would be awesome. Can we get Hoka Crocs? <laughs> well, you already kind of slip in the Crocs, so I don't know yeah. if that'd be, I mean, that might be redundant. Yeah, he might slip out of the Crocs. Well, he might. He, I don't think if he could. Ma- I don't think he can manage Crocs. I have a lot. I do want to talk about corn dogs for a minute here because I'll get back to the unhappy crap here in a few minutes. But I something so beautiful and simple and pure happened last night in my kitchen. The only downside was that I forgot to put on my. I took some pictures. I, yeah, that's right. I photographed my dinner and I posted it. I don't care what anybody thinks about that. You don't like it? Don't look at it. I photographed my corn dogs last night. And posted the images. But I should have had my fancy French-made apron on, though, when I did it. And I forgot that. I had the oven mitts. I, and I, I don't know if Morgan's listening, but I, I I saw a video online. I think I talked about it on the air yesterday. You did. That, And I love hot dogs. And I love corn dogs. I'm a hot dog guy over a hamburger guy. And I saw a video, and the idea was so simple. I can't believe nobody has come up with this before. Corn dogs. I, I took some corn dogs. All right, some state fair corn dogs, not the cheap ones, the good ones. Okay, the good corn dogs. Yeah, right from the Walmart grocery freezer. No, I'm not. I'm not doing great value on this. Okay, this is these are real. He's a he's a real state fair corn dogs with a touch of honey, and that's important. Look at me, I sound like a freaking foodie. A, a touch of honey in the batter of the corn dog is really what makes all the difference. Okay, I put the corn dogs in a pan. I don't microwave them. I put them in the oven. 375 for about uh, 10 15 minutes okay when did you remove the sticks after they cooked for a few oh, minutes okay, okay. cook them for about get because you got to get the sticks out you can't leave the sticks in <laughs> sticks have to be pulled out of the <laughs> they corn dogs they have to be stickless they have to be right. de-sticked <laughs> okay I think that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay, de stick them. So, so I I cook them for about fifteen minutes, right? And then I take them. I very gingerly pull the stick out. All like right. a, like a doctor, someone's in the kitchen. You go I tweezers. <laughs> I said you may. I said to the corn dog, you may feel some pressure here. <laughs> Just a little pinch. <laughs> which me, which is doctor speak. It's really going to freaking hurt. So I pulled the sticks out, and then you you got to be very careful because you don't want to cut them all the way through. You cut them about halfway th- down the middle so that you can p- spread them apart a little. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I am talking about corn dogs, okay? <laughs> and then you. So you spread the wiener open. <laughs> spread the wiener open. <laughs> okay. And you stuff it with chili and cheese. Okay. Now you can stuff it with other things. I, I, I put a little some onions in mine. You could use, I'm imagining, pico de gallo if you wanted to, or, you know, queso or whatever you want. But you, it's chili and cheese. Put the chili down first, but then the cheese, and you put them back in the oven for maybe another 10 minutes. Just to brown them up a brown little. Brown them up a little, melts right. the, the, the batter's fine, doesn't get hard, you know, it's, it's cool. And, and, the, and the cheese melts. They were freaking awesome, man. They were freaking awesome. 
Did you make enough so that everybody got two? Yes. Nice. Uh, but I, I left two plain in case anybody wanted a plain corn dog that was not destickified. Still had the stick inside there. If you wanted that, you want to put ketchup on it. But I'm just saying they were really freaking good. They were t- It was so simple, and that's a cheap meal. It looked like the picture that you and I both saw yeah. on the Internet. It looked really good. Baby, guys, check it out, man. Chili and cheese stuffed corn dogs. I want to try it, though, with other things. Like You, uh, you could put anything in that damn hot dog. You could stuff it with anything. You know, maybe some shrimp or something, some seafood stuff. I don't know. That might work. Slow down. Stop Yeah, it. take it easy there. Oh, guy. hey, what? What, what are, am what I crossing are, a line here? Right? What are you, Frankenstein? Lob- I'm just saying, what, why not a, a lobster corn dog po'boy? You know, I mean, why, why not? It could happen. I mean, you're you're pushing the limit of corn dog cuisine here. I'm Come stepping on. over the line, man. Yeah. Just don't forget, don't leave the sticks in. Pull the sticks out. Two one zero five nine. Gently. <laughs> Gently. You don't want to shock the corn dog. Gently. Moon River. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Let's <laughs> take a break. Before I get fired. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Yeah. Newstalk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Take a quick phone call. And then we'll talk about trannies and basketball, man. Here's Kent. Kent, how are you? What's up, Mr. Sean? Another day in showbiz, baby. What are you thinking? How brilliant is our president? I'm talking about Trump. <laughs> oh, Trump. Not the yeah. other one. Not the you wa- did you watch the town hall the town hall last night? <laughs> yeah, he no, was... I didn't watch that. I was a little busy. I was a little busy. Right, right. But but the deal with his shoes, man. Well, Biden's shoes. It reminds me the the, the Trump shoes. The Trump the, shoes, the, the gold, the the gold. Shoes. Oh, the sneakers that are like four hundred bucks yeah. that sold out in like nine yeah. minutes. <laughs> it, re- it reminds me of the Willie Nelson IRS tapes. The government wants to stick it to you. We'll stick it right back to them. There you go, man. You have- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, brother. Yeah, we're just all about sticks I'm, today. I'm, I'm, what? No, I gotta go. Uh, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Yeah, somebody send Biden a pair of Trump sneakers, man. Hey, you got much more ankle support. It's, they're really grippy, so you know you won't slide on the steps there. Trump sneakers, man. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to pony up the four hundred bucks and send send freaking Biden a pair of Trump sneakers. Uh, and, and let's get. I want to talk a little more seriously now. I, I, I like you. I, I saw the video. Yet another tranny and girl sports video where girls are getting injured. Biological females are getting injured. Isn't it stupid that we have to actually say now biological females? That in and of itself is insipid. Uh, got a basketball game between uh, two girls' teams, high school level uh, in Massachusetts. The Collegiate Charter School of Lowell and the something called the KIPP Academy out of Lynn, Massachusetts. And uh, KIPP was winning against this charter school, uh, but uh, at some point the coach for the charter school forfeited. They they were losing 31-14, to 14, but once the forfeit went in, uh, the score was rec- recorded as 10-0. to And the reason the game was forfeited is because the winning team had a big-ass dude playing, a biological male. 
and three young ladies were injured. Three young female basketball players were injured. They forfeited the game to make sure there were no additional injuries because the dude was slamming them to the ground. The the part of this story that is even worse is that this guy's got like a freaking beard. He's got freaking facial hair, man. So I don't know, I don't know where we are on the tranny trip, but I, I guess we've arrived at that place where you don't even have to bother to look like the up the opposing gender at this point. You can just claim you're that, right? I you know I I I, I had some thoughts on this, and uh, I want to share them with you. And you can call me up and let me know what you're thinking. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Here's my thesis statement. There was a time not too long ago where, you know what, and I, I, I don't think, I, caveat here going into it, disclaimer, I guess you'd say. Okay, the trans community isn't a real community. It, it really, really isn't. It's a subset of a subset of a subset. Very, at least at, in, in normal times, shall we say, they represent a, a infinitesimal amount of people. They're a very small community of people. Okay, the trans community. Now everybody's trans. Now you just can claim you're trans, whether you are or you aren't. Point being, uh, and I, I know I bring this idea up a lot, that if you were, and let's just, it, it, trans, gay, let's put it all together just for the conversation. If in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, let alone the 40s and 50s, okay, there are two things going on with that community. First and foremost... Okay, um, if you made the choice, which is never an easy one, at least it didn't used to be, to live openly as a gay person in this country or anywhere else for that matter. But let's stick with this country. Oh, I I choose to come out. I'm going to be openly gay. This is who I am. Uh, Or... I'm, you know, I don't feel like a man. I am going to choose to live my life as a female because I, it brings me peace or it brings me something I don't have right now. First off, at that point, there was none of this gender biological crap. There was none of this. There, there weren't, I, I've known a few trans people over the years. They weren't out there saying that I am actually a biological female because I claim it. It was always, I'm coming out as trans, and I am choosing to live this way, uh, come what may, for the rest of my life. Or a, a gay person who is hiding their, their being gay from the world, making the very difficult decision to come out and be openly gay. You know what? In them dar years, it were, that meant something. That took a certain amount of courage to say, I'm going to live my life openly as something that I know a fair amount of people in society are not going to like, and they're not going to like me. They may even taunt and abuse me. Bad things may happen to me because of my choice to be openly gay, but I have to do it, and I'm going to do it. I may lose every member of my family. My entire freaking family and friend set may turn against me, but I'm going to do it. And a lot of them did. Older generations of gay people made that choice. I know people who made that choice, and it was not an easy one for them to make, even though this is who they really are. It took a certain amount of courage to do that, I believe. Absolutely, it took a, uh, it took an amount of cur- a measure of courage, let's say. 
to openly live as the opposite gender in this country took a certain amount of courage to do that. What's going on right now doesn't require one freaking molecule of personal fortitude or courage. Because all those previous generations wanted was to be left alone. All they wanted were the same considerations. It's like any other minority community that had to fight for legal rights to be accepted in the society as just another citizen. That's what they were fighting for. You know what? I don't want to be denied a mortgage because I'm gay. I don't want to be denied uh, an apartment or a job because I'm gay. I want to, ma- I want to get married to my gay partner, you know, my same-sex mar- partner. These are all basic life stuff under the law. And that was it. Okay. however people want to treat me or think of me, that's on them. I'm going to live my life. It, yes, required a certain amount of courage. I don't care what you think about gay people or why you think people are gay or whatever. It's not part of the conversation. But now, you know, it's a matter of, if you don't use my pronouns properly, then I can't be me. Now it's, if, I can, if I'm trans and I, I say I'm an actual woman, you have to treat me and think of me as an actual woman. That They require this endless stream of validation from everybody else in order to be who they are. They are currently right now the coolest people in the world. That's why a lot of people... Uh, are are turning trans, or suddenly I'm non-binary, or I'm this, or I'm this other. De- There's multiple genders. Why? Because you can scoop up anybody in that. Anybody who is not that. I'll tell you one thing: you're either straight or you're gay. How's that make you feel? I believe you're one or the other. I don't believe in all these other designations. Why? Because they're freaking easy. Because anybody can just pull this stuff out of their ass and claim on any given day, well, I'm this and I'm that. And you have to validate me, or you are going to suffer. You aren't going to be able to participate fully in society if you don't validate my life. Do you know what that is? It's shrill and it's weak. The generations of people who came before you did not require that other people use their freaking pronouns. They had no need to bust into female sports. These were allies of the feminist movement. The gay movement and the feminist movement walked in tandem. They supported each other. Now one is set upon the other. Screw your rights, lady. Screw your feminism. Screw your fight to achieve athletics and, and have to get, you know, seek or fight for laws to be passed just merely so you can have a girls' volleyball team or a girls' baseball team. Forget that. Forget generations of people who put everything on the line to achieve that. I get to play basketball and shove these chicks around all I want, or you're in the wrong. It is a position of absolute vacuous weakness. Okay? I'm a fairly weird dude. (laughs) You know, I'm a fairly eccentric guy, and I've always been that. And I spent a lot of years overly concerned about what other people thought about that. And the the more I thought about what other people think of me, the less I was actually being me. I turned that corner when I said, I don't give a crap anymore. And that's who the previous generations of gay people and trans people and anybody else who is in some sort of underrepresented or, you know, actively 
disengaged uh, or, or uh, I don't want to use the oppression word, but who has had to suffer something because they are a member of a minority group. It took balls for them to go out into the world and fight for just the very basic stuff that everybody should have as far as how you are considered according to the law and according to uh, the, you know, the, the, the law and, and, and what is discrimination and what is not. And the trannies of today and, and this whole gender thing is trampling on all that courage, is trampling on all that sacrifice, and is lifting their leg and peeing on the gay community up until this point and everything they achieved. They are peeing on feminists and feminism uh, and women's rights. And it is incredibly self-obsessed and weak. Because you know what? If you feel valid and, and secure in who you are, it doesn't matter what pronouns people use. At least it shouldn't. It, it shouldn't matter that you can't play on a girls' volleyball team because you're a dude. It's a sign and a position of absolute personal weakness. There is nothing courageous about it. There is nothing strong or admirable about it. It is being, uh, I hate this word, but being a freaking bully and being an a-hole. That's all it is. Because of your weakness, because of your mediocrity, because you can't compete against other men, or because you are so frail in your self-opinion, you need me to validate you with a freaking pronoun? How does that make you feel? 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Oh, my God. I just did a search on Amazon for design hernia binders, like designer hernia binders with, like, prints, funky prints on them. I'm getting old. Anyway, it's uh, five minutes after 10. <laughs> did, you sit, did you settle on the Hello Kitty one? Or? Well, there, there aren't any. You make a million dollars now if you got binders with designer stuff on them so you can what? wear them on the outside because it's just Team more comfortable. Or something? I'm just saying. We'll come back. We'll circle back around to my hernia mesh binder. <laughs> Five minutes after 10, the phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Let's talk about AI and Neuralink and, and some of that happy crap for just a little while here because we had a big couple of stories yesterday. Well, one news, actual news story that Elon Musk, uh, who, who I have a great deal of admiration for, he is our generation's uh, Howard Hughes, if that makes sense, except he's not nuts. At least he doesn't appear to be nuts yet. And uh, as you know, he successfully implanted some person, some human being, with a Neuralink chip in their brain. Uh, there's some controversy about operating on monkeys and testing on monkeys and, you know, didn't go well for the monkeys, putting chips in their brains, you know. For you people who are getting all bent out of joint and bajiggity over that, you know, we, we do all kinds of horrible stuff to animals every single day so you can have medicines and stuff, you know, that make your life better. We eat animals, okay? We skin them, we chop them up, and we eat them. The monkeys don't want to get experimented on. They need to freaking evolve. Sorry. Anyway, uh, he successfully implanted a chip in a, in a person's brain, and it was reported yesterday that that person is now able to move a mouse with their thoughts. A mouse, you know, on a computer, a little, little pointy thing on the computer screen. Just think, and, and the damn thing moves around. 
And he says, what we are working on right now is button pushing. This is the, the very primitive beginnings of this kind of technology. And so we're just trying to get to the stage where you can work on your computer without touching a keyboard, without touching a mouse. You just think, and your computer responds to you. Now, the long game, obviously, according to guys like Elon Musk, is that eventually a paraplegic possibly could walk, the blind could see. Almost sounds like uh, like uh, the Neuralink is Jesus. I mean, you know, <laughs> oddly. And I don't know how I feel about that. Because I, I, I look at things of this nature, technological advance, ments, uh, in regards to does the tool make life easier? Does, does the, the tool that we're using make our lives better, improve our lives, help us do things easier and better. Because with every technological advancement, for you know, we could all agree there, there's always some kind of a downside, right? Uh, the internet was a great tool that came into being that made possible uh, every single one of us to have access to basically the uh, the greatest library in the world. All human knowledge is right there in front of your fingertips, man. It's available to you. You don't have to go to a library. You don't have to go running around researching stuff, which is laborious. It, 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 it has made the gathering and the access of human knowledge easier. What's the downside? Well, it took over our freaking lives. We no longer have the ability to physically look for stuff, if you will, or we, we, we have to be, le- we, we, we are able to be less dependent on our own abilities because of the internet. Then along came social media. Um, social media did a lot of great things as a tool. Uh, you can now interact with people uh, every single day of your life that uh, perhaps you would not be able to interact with uh in the old ways of physicality you know i mean uh, i think the greatest example is we all uh whether you've moved far away or you're you're far removed from all the people you went to school with i interact with people i've known for 40 50 years every day without the social media thing uh, that simply wouldn't be possible to maintain that many relationships with that many people that that you've known for that long it's it's cool What's the downside? It's completely rewired our brains as far as how we communicate to each other or with each other. We have become dependent on it. It has replaced, to a certain extent, real social interaction with uh, with virtual interaction, if you will, or so- social media interaction. It's actually pushed us further apart. So you could argue that as a tool, though it did some really cool stuff at the beginning... It's changed how we interact with each other to the point that it's we're not even really social animals anymore. Yeah. Uh, with this stuff, um, you know, does the tool... I, I think the danger here are two, twofold. First off, it's happening very, very quickly. The advancement of artificial intelligence, and, and that's at the heart of what this Neuralink thing is. Uh, and, and who's the tool? You know, are, it, are we the tool for it? Or is it our tool that we use to make our lives better and more efficient? I think that's going to get murky. There's another story I read uh, on Breitbart about this new program called Soro, S-O-R-O, 
uh, where, and you've seen this online probably with people who generate uh, artificial intelligence images by typing in a few prompts, right? I've done this just to check it out and see how it works. And within seconds, you can create a masterwork of art that no human being ever touched just because you typed in some prompts. What Soro does is you can now type in uh, some prompts, and these are short statements. Girl, in this example in the article, uh, girl, um, uh, Japanese girl walks down a, a street and all this other stuff. And uh, the program, within seconds, is able to create a 60-second video that was created based upon the short prompts that you typed into it. I got this uh, This article is by John Nolte, who also was a novelist, and he, he brings up uh, in this article that, well, first off, it, it's only a couple of seconds. We're only a couple of seconds away uh, from being able to create feature-length films in seconds just based upon the prompts that we type in, right? So, in a sense, the audience becomes the artist. We can create our own content, our own programming. Maybe other people will want to watch it, and it'll you know become very popular. But essentially, no human being is touching this stuff. They're doing it with music now already. We're bringing dead people back to life. Freddie Mercury's got some new recordings out there. And uh, uh, Nolte begins with the premise that, well, this is kind of like when technology advanced to the point to where you could produce your own record of your band or you. Uh, You don't need a label to promote it. You don't need a studio to produce it. You can do it all yourself at home on a freaking laptop. And and same thing with what I do with self-publishing. I don't have a publisher. I am my publisher. I publish and market my stuff all by myself. I could publish a book right now in about 20 minutes if I wanted to. And I got all the, I got the ISBN, I got everything, doesn't cost me a thin dime. And, and there's something really cool and, in, and invigorating for a guy like me without having to worry about all these other people and having total control of my product. That's what I like. I like having total control of my artistic output. So there's some really cool stuff at the beginning. But what's going to happen, we're going to evolve very quickly to where I'm not writing my poetry anymore. I'm not writing my books anymore. The, the AI is. I, I'm not saying I'm going to do this. I'm just saying this is the natural progression. And he ta- Nolte talks about this in the article. What he doesn't talk about is what I think is the bad stuff that's going to happen. What's going to happen very quickly is that merely the writing of prompts itself will become a kind of art form. In that Hollywood would love the idea of not having to hire Leo DiCaprio's and De Niro's and all those guys to be in movies. No actors would be necessary. No studios would be needed. All you'd need is a computer. And people will hand each other gold statuettes in Hollywood someday for the best prompt writing of the year. The prompts themselves will become the things that people are admired for and, again, are given... Literary awards, film awards, you'll, you'll, there'll be great prompt writers and lousy prompt writers. And, and at that point, you're, you're not even making art anymore, in my opinion. It may freaking look great and sound great, but there's no humanity to it. But I think that's where it's going to go. James, that makes sense? It does make sense, but here's something I just learned from uh, Van Camp, and they're going to talk about this on their show. What's that? There's another version of AI. You know how we have different versions of AI? Yeah. And it's called Gemini 1.5. Right. 
And this one is a super woke version of AI. So if no. you give it certain prompts, it won't generate it because it's not politically correct what you're prompting. Right. So right. now we're getting to where, like we said, the AI's like, no, you don't need to make that kind of art. Yes. That's the dark edge of this whole damn thing. Because at some point, even though you may win an Oscar for your prompt writing on the three-hour epic that was created in about 10 seconds, at some point the AI is going to decide what art you can make and what art you can't make. And then it's all over. Now, I'm an artist. I take that very seriously. (laughs) In fact, I take that more seriously than anything else in my life, is being an artist. Because... A human being's ability and our ability to create art, which is creating something physical to express our experience on planet Earth and what it's like to be human. You you can go down through the annals of history and read all the history books you want to find out what circumstantially happened and why. But if you want to understand how people felt about it and what that experience was like, well, you got to look at a Picasso. You know, you got to look at Guernica. You got to listen to Beethoven's Ninth. You got to read a Steinbeck novel to understand what people were experiencing and feeling in a, at a certain moment in history. That's what art does. It, it leaves a trace of our experience in the universe, if that makes sense. And once that goes, and that is no longer needed, or is in fact not allowed by our technology, are we really freaking alive at that point? Are we really living our our lives? No, we're not. We worry about governments taking away our freedom. Wait till the computers do it. (laughs) You know? So, what do you think about that? 210-599-5555. The 2024 race for the White House. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah. News Talk 550 KTSA. Talking about AI stuff. Here's Trucker Mike. Trucker Mike, how you doing? Yeah, uh, Sean, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to talk about AI. I want I want to talk about uh, Donald Trump right quick. It's uh, some very concerning, um, something that's really bad you just going on with Trump, and it's not right. Um, you know, I learned more details about this uh, court case that they came down with on Friday about the amount of money Trump has yeah. to pay. And then I learned that he's also suspended from doing business in New York City for three years. Yep. Uh, Sean, these, these people are trying to put Donald Trump, they're trying to bankrupt Donald Trump. And if that doesn't work, then the next step is to try to put him in jail. Uh, this, this is uncalled for. You know, a lot of people are making jokes now about Donald Trump selling these shoes. They're saying that Donald Trump is trying to hustle shoes because he needs money. Well, I say to those people, so what? What is he supposed to do when you got uh, this bogus judge and you got Leticia James up in New York State trying to trying to bankrupt this man? This man has to earn a living just like everybody else, and it doesn't matter if he has to sell shoes or real estate or anything else that he has to sell to put money in his pocket. It's none of your business. And besides the point, these people that are trying to make fun of Donald Trump for selling shoes, Donald Trump still has more money than a lot of these losers that are making fun of Donald Trump. You can only wish and dream to have as much money as Trump. But like I say, Sean, it just it just hurts me to see Donald Trump uh, being railroaded like this. They they are trying to literally take everything that this man owned. And one other thing right quick, 
I even heard that they, Latisha James is even talking about now that if Trump doesn't come up with the money, talking about taking his building away from him in New York Trump Tower, his plane, and everything else that this man owned. This, this is just disgusting what they're trying to do to Donald well, Trump. Well, it's not working for him. Uh, that's the thing. Well, it's, first off, you're right. That, that guy can generate income. You're not, yeah, not going to yeah. take him down financially. Because he can no, market, he can put his name on a pair of shoes and sell them out, you know, within hours. You're not going to take that guy down financially. And every time, everything they sling at him, okay, just his numbers go through the roof. His popularity increases. People who weren't even Trump people start coming into coming into the uh, into the Trump column, if you will. So you know, what, what, if they can't destroy him financially. And if they can't well, put if they can't put him in jail, the question is, what do they do next? Well, you already know what the next step is after that. You, you and your other co-hosts talking right. about that. I hope it doesn't come to that. Right. But it's really it's really sad what they're doing to Donald Trump and um, American people. They shouldn't stand for it because the same thing that's happening to Trump can happen to you and me. Oh, and yeah. Thank you for taking my call. I thank you for taking my call this morning. Thank you, brother. Be careful out there on the highways, there, trucker Mike. He's absolutely right. They're not going to get his buildings. They're not going to get his no. assets. And I'll tell you why, and I think it would be funny, is if all the banks that testified said, we'll just give you a loan to pay for the fine. <laughs> wouldn't that, that be... That would be badass. That, wouldn't that be great? That would be. We'll underwrite your 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 uh, fine there and pay it, as long as you continue doing business with us in other states, I guess. Well, yeah, and they'll do that to secure his business in three years. Right, right, in three years. No, it ain't, none of this is going to work. They're not, you know, again, they're going to, the, the question is the progression of it. And if it doesn't work, you know, and they can't put them in jail, then what do they do next? 210-599-5555. You know, speaking of generating, generating income, the last thing I should talk about is what I'm about to talk about now because I'm probably giving away a great idea that I myself could make a lot of money off of. I mentioned uh, the other day, uh, a few minutes ago my hernia mesh binder. I went to the doctor on uh, last week sometime. And I had a hernia operation uh, about a year ago as a result of all the other crap I had done. And I have a bit of a bulge or my intestines want to spill out of my guts onto the floor. Sorry for the visual. I know some of you are eating. Hopefully you're not eating tripas. <laughs> And so, doctor said, I said, well, it's still there, you know, and I'm losing weight every other place. I still got she says, well, that's just your new normal. <laughs> you have a hernia binder? I'm like, yeah, well, you might want to start wearing that again. It might help with some of your back pain. So, I'm, I, I, li- I trust my doctor. I, li- I like my doctor very much. She's great. So, I dusted off the hernia binder there, the little wrappy thing with the Velcro. It just, you suck in your guts and wrap that thing around your midsection. And I feel better. My posture's improved gr- dramatically. <laughs> but I, I'll be honest with you, I don't like wearing it under my shirt because it itches, it gets sweaty, it's uncomfortable. So I'll be honest with you, this week I've been wearing it over my shirt. You know, just I, I want to be comfortable, man. David Van Camp and I accidentally are wearing the same Dolly Parton shirt today that we both bought at Walmart at some point. Only half of Dolly's face on my chest is covered by my hernia mesh binder. And I got to thinking, I was talking to James and Don. What about all the other people that want to wear their binders on the outside? Like, we have designer everything, right? People sell, remember when we were wearing the damn COVID masks? People to have their little catchy slogans on the mask. 
They'd have Van Gogh print masks, you know, their starry night, you know. I did, dude, I did an Amazon search. There are no designer print mesh binders. You want to make a billion dollars because they assume people want to wear them under their clothes. What if you want to wear them on the outside like me because this is more comfortable? I'd like a, a starry night hernia binder. You know, I'd like, uh, I'd like uh, you know, uh, uh, maybe a Beatles binder, you know, or a Pink Floyd binder with a Pink Floyd logo on it, you know. Or Ooh, I, that would be cool. You know what I mean? Or I don't know. Just, you know, you can get a binder with a picture of Trump on it. I'm just saying, you want to make a gajillion dollars, start making mesh binders <laughs> that you can wear on the outside that have catchy designs. I just gave away a million dollars right there. Somebody call Landis. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> Stop it. I want in on that, man. You, seriously, there's, they don't exist. It just seems like such a, it's like stuffing corn dogs with chili and cheese. It sounds like such a, such a stupid, stupidly obvious idea. Nobody's done it yet, man. Anyway, my binder riches. Let's take a break. 210 <laughs> <laughs> And after all of that, after all his that, binder riches. Yeah. I got a little uh, uh, chest hair stuck in the Velcro. All right. Yeah. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. It's 1038. How are you? Well, more depressing, depressing crap, I guess, to talk about. I, I, I saw this yesterday. A couple, a couple of stories are out and about concerning this particular topic. Not many, though. <laughs> not a lot of coverage of this. And it's not really even that new of a story. I mean, it's sort of new. We, we have some kind of an agency within the United Nations. They're a watchdog agency, and what they do, and I saw this on Breitbart, what they do is uh, they roll into countries with nuclear programs, like Iran, uh, who uh, are under agreements or binding, whatever the hell they're called, to only, like when we sent them uh, or or unfroze a whole bunch of money for Iran, one of the stipulations, I I believe, was, well, your nuclear program cannot go beyond Basic domestic stuff, right? Power grids as a source of power, energy. Uh, and they, they in this article, they broke it down on, you know, particulate <laughs> to the, <laughs> the, the level of molecules and crap and, and uranium and, and how you produce uranium. And Iran, apparently what they have been doing, in other words, you can produce enough uranium, uranium to handle your energy needs, Right. You produce more uranium, and you can make a nuclear bomb. Uh, Iran uh, has been uh, amping up their nuclear program to where they are enriching enough uranium, not for one nuke, but for about half a dozen. Uh, And these inspectors from the U.N. come in, and what they do, what they have been doing, and this this, this is a new report that was published yesterday that we became aware of yesterday. What Iran's been doing is when they got a lot of eyes on them, they kind of pull back the uranium enrichment uh, program to the, what I call the domestic level, right? Stuff you need just to power stuff, right? And then they amp it up for a period of time. And then they start enriching weapons-grade uranium. Uh, What they're also doing, and this is also in the report, is that they just kick the inspectors out. 
or say you're no longer qualified to be an inspector. They, they, they kick their asses out. They just don't let them look. Okay, again, Iran, Iran, who hates us, hates Israel, certainly they do. But they hate the West, they hate America, they want us gone. It's, it's not a diplomatic thing. It's not something uh, you can sit across a table from these people. These are Muslim zealots. These are terrorists. This is, you want to talk about theocracies, yeah. Iran, it's a, it's a Muslim fundamentalist theocracy. And, and what they want is for all the Jews to die, and they want all Americans to die. They want us to go away. That is their stated purpose in life. Okay, beyond the fact that you can't negotiate with that, just like Israel can't negotiate with Iran via Hamas, when the other side of the table wants to grease your entire, you know, all of you, just make you go away. Okay, they're, they're, they, they are, I guess, creeping up on the ability to have in their nuclear, ars- nuclear ar- arsenal like four or five nukes that could wipe out a fairly large segment of the human race. Have you heard about this? Are you seeing this? Is this a big story? Is there a national consciousness, a national awareness about this? Again, a nation that wants to kill us is enriching their uranium, uh, enriching uranium to the extent that they have not only you know one or two nukes, they have many. Does that sound like a good idea to you? You know, and again, are you hearing about this? You know, you no, know, no, you're hearing Blinken. Trey brought this up yesterday on on Warren Ryman on his show. You're, you're hearing. Uh, from our State Department, that w- really it's about pronouns within the State Department, and we want people who work for the State Department to feel good about themselves. And uh, if you utter the wrong pronoun in the wrong situation, well, your ass is going to get canned. And as you and I both know, it's really hard to get fired from the government. Meanwhile, uh, Iran is is weaponizing uranium, uh, and just booting out the inspectors when they feel like uh, uh, amping up their production. Now, what do you? Th- this is this is uranium beyond the need for security. Okay, Th- this is not. These are not defensive levels of uranium, as I'm reading. These are offensive levels of uranium. In other words, we want Israel to go away, so we're going to turn it into a freaking mirror. With one push of a button. Let's take out, you know, L.A. (laughs) Show those, uh, you know, those uh, infidels that we mean business and we're about. It's time to get rid of you people. Let's take out New York. Let's take out L.A. Let's take out Texas. And you're not hearing anything about it, are you? Now, yeah, you want to go back to the Trumpian era. Uh, he had Iran in check, man. You, you, one drop of American blood, and I'll kill you. I'll grease you. I'll turn you into a mirror. In fact, when Trump was in office for that brief shining moment, all the world's bad guys were being uh, kept to heel. All, you know, Russia wasn't rolling into Ukraine. Hamas weren't paragliding into, uh, into Israel. You know, Iran was, as Trey pointed out earlier, was practically broke because we'd uh, we'd sanctioned their ability to sell oil. 
So they, like China before them, when we were putting the screws to them during the Trump era, they, they didn't have the money to enrich uranium and build bombs that can kill large amounts of human beings. Now they are. How does that make you feel? 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Let me know what you're thinking. The 2024 race for the White House. I will tell you, it's not easy. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. It's Sean. Phone lines are open. Final few moments of the program. 210-599-5555. Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins coming up. They'll be talking about... Some AI stuff that I want to listen to. Uh, I'm not going to go into it, but it, it's really disturbing stuff. And that's coming up on Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins. Looking at the video again of this uh, these migrants attacking these uh, NYPD in Randall's Island, New York. At a migrant center. I'm sure you've seen the video by now. Looks like there's, what, about three or four cops. And a, and a, and a space, uh, some kind of gymnasium or some kind of... Again, migrant center, or there's mattresses on the floor. This is where they're living. And a bunch of young dudes, once again. And one of the cops is a, is a woman, a female cop. Uh, one of them's black, you know, if you want to get racial and all that. Um, and the migrants, again, most all young men just start attacking them. And I'm looking at this video going, wow, if every single one of those people, because they were greatly outnumbered, if they all decided to just to just like you know swarm these cops, you, you know you'd have to shoot your way out of that. This may sound weird and out of the box and crazy to you, but it's almost like young men who are coming into this country illegally apparently have no respect for the law. Shocking, yes. Well, considering how they came here, it's weird. And I got Eric Adams out there, mayor of New York, uh, on the heels of uh, the coverage of this of this particular video, saying, we're in a crisis. We need more government assistance. We need the government to help us out. You are the freaking government in New York, you moron. You brought it on yourself. But I, you know, and I, there's others, just all these, whether it's migrant violence or what I'm now calling feral punk violence. I saw Christina DeLeon on uh, on the on the Fox station just a little while ago. I, I don't know where this was. I didn't get any additional information, but it was somewhere, I guess, here in town. Where a bunch of young punks uh, just knocked over an old lady, just knocked her to the ground. They they, they are getting to where it, it, they almost seem feral. I forget where it was. We had another smash and grab in some really expensive. Uh, store in the, it might have been new york maybe it was la they just roll on it start breaking stuff and just rolling out with expensive crap that they've stolen you get in the way of one of those people they're gonna they're all gonna jump on you and stomp you into the ground it's it's whether it's migrant violence or young people young american violence it's it's feral man it's it's there's no this is the thing that gets me, and this is why I stay home a hell of a lot more than I used to. And yeah, does that suck? It certainly does. And a lot of you are doing the same thing. I I, I surmise. I will surmise. In that, it, it there's no hesitation at this point, whether you are just somebody going about your life or you are law enforcement. 
there is no hesitation to attack. If you, it's not even trying to stop people from stealing stuff anymore. It's you look weird at somebody and nine guys are going to stomp you into the ground. And largely young people and uh, in these migrant centers in New York, these are migrants. These are the poor huddled masses <laughs> that a guy like Eric Adams, you know, in, in previous times couldn't shut up about welcoming them into the city. Now he's shoving, uh, you know, uh, New York, the children of New York citizens out of public schools to house migrants and they're beating up cops. Now, you know, at some point, this is going to happen to the wrong cops. At some point, you're going to have a whole bunch of these young punks go feral on some cops, and they're going to have to do what they have to do, which is to start shooting. It's, I'm sorry, it's only a matter of time, man. It's amazing it hasn't happened uh, yet in, in some large way or some shocking way. They're feral. It's It's weird. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I was watching uh, some of the, the town hall with Trump last night. And it, maybe you could make comparisons to the emergence uh, of Ronald Reagan in his, in his time uh, as the president. But I, I, I don't know that I've ever seen another time in my lifetime or in history, American history itself where, frankly, so much depended on one person. And yeah, the fact that that one person is Donald J. Trump, does that still on occasion make me chuckle a little? I mean, I'm one of those guys that never thought much of Donald Trump. I didn't read his books. I didn't watch the damn show. Guy's been in my consciousness since the mid-80s, yes? And it's him. He's the man. He's the man for the moment, this moment in history. And they know it, and he knows it. And so what are they prepared to do to keep his ass out of office? Because you know what? Donald Trump gets back in there. Things are going to be a little different for the punks who go feral on some, on some cops, on law enforcement. Things are going to be a little different along the border. Things are going to be a little different with Iran. And the bad guys know it. Uh, I was talking to, who was that? Was it Trucker Mike I was talking to a little while ago? We were talking about Trump. And this is getting repetitive, but I, I think it's important to say. They are doing everything possible to destroy him utterly. They're trying to destroy him financially. Uh, they, uh, you know, want to put him in jail for a thousand freaking years. What happens when that doesn't work? What happens when that doesn't work? Because I think these people, them, the swamp, I think they are capable capable of anything and everything. Look at what we already know them to be capable of. Trafficking trafficking of our children uh, is inconsequential. Uh, The fentanyl deaths, which now range up into the, what, tens of thousands? Hundreds of thousands, I think. I don't know. It's a lot of people who die, mostly young people, from fentanyl, which is a product of the open border. The violence, the crime... Okay, they don't seem to be bothered by any of it. <laughs> Think about that. Eric Adams is only upset because there are, you know, he's getting some bad optics with the some of these videos and some of these other 
crimes that have taken violent crimes that have taken place. You know, he, he's got some bad optics going on. So now he's he has to start screaming his brains out. But Eric Adams didn't give a crap about human trafficking or fentanyl deaths or uh, uh, sex slavery or, you know, the cartels dumping people in holes. He, he, he didn't give a crap about all that human misery and wreckage until this moment. He still doesn't. None of them do. Think about that for a second. They don't care who has to die to achieve what they want to achieve politically. And that includes Donald Trump. Don't you doubt that, man, because I sure as hell don't. So I don't know. Go home and, and take my advice. Get yourself a box of corn dogs. Get yourself a cheap bo- a bo- a can of chili and some uh, and some shredded cheese. And go home and make some chili and cheese stuffed chili and cheese stuffed corn dogs. I did that last night. It was freaking delicious. Make you feel better for at least a, a little while. Because I, I I don't know, man. I don't know how you turn this ship around. I I, I don't know. I, I what I know is that the next year of our lives is probably more than likely going to determine how we live for the foreseeable future after that. We really are there. We're really at the fork in the road, man. And how it's going to shake out, I don't know. Just because I'm on the radio doesn't mean I know. Thank you, James. You're amazing. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, Trey Ware, my good brother, Don Morgan. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. I photographed my corn dogs last night. It's not the cheap ones, the good ones, with a touch of honey, and that's important. Sticks have to be pulled out. They have to be de-sticked. I very gingerly (laughs) pull the stick out. I said to the corn dog, you may feel some pressure here. (laughs) Moon River. (laughs) Oh, yeah.